Welcome everybody to the Messenger Podcast. We're so glad that you're going to be spending the next few minutes with us. Our goal here at Messenger is to develop uncompromising followers of Christ who transform the world. So we want to use this podcast to share truths that will position you to experience God's best in your life and in your world. My name is Matt Joya. I will be filling in for Addison Bevere, who is currently on a family vacation. And we have a special treat for you today. Our guest is none other than John Bevere. Hello, John. Hey, Matt. It's so good to be on here with you. It's awesome to have you. I'm so excited. Today is October 17th. It's a big day, Matt. I'm so excited about today. It's the release day of Killing Kryptonite, and a lot of prayer and a lot of anticipation for this day. And so, John, I want to give our listeners a sneak peek into this message that releases again today. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. Sure, that'd be great. Okay, so John, first, why did you write this book? Matt, first of all, it's been about a year process. And, um, you know, I made a, I made an agreement with the Lord. And I said, Father, I'll never write a book unless you specifically tell me. So every book I write, I think, okay, that's my last book. And yet the Holy Spirit will go, write this, write this. So last year I was in prayer, and the Lord really started dealing with me about this. I, I was in the middle of an in-depth study on the book of Corinthians and First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles. And I started seeing correlations between the two. And the Holy Spirit really started dealing with me. He started showing me things that were really hindering us from impacting our world of influence. You know, our our goal here, our mission statement here at Messenger International is make uncompromising disciples of Jesus Christ who will change, I like to say, their world of influence. That's good. And so... Are we affecting our world like the early church did? I look at the early church and, you know, entire cities, Matt, were one to the Lord. Entire cities. The entire city of Lydda, Sharon, Joppa, all of Caesarea was affected. The entire region of Asia heard the word of the Lord in two years. I go to conferences, Matt, and I'll speak to five, 6,000 people, but you know what's going on in my head? Where are the other 1.5 million people that are in this city? And I look at Charles Finney, literally the entire city of Rochester was affected by this one man and his preaching. And I had to start asking, see, historically, Corinth didn't affect the city, the Corinthian church didn't affect the city of Corinth. And Paul made the statement to them. He said, for this reason, many of you are weak. And so I had to ask myself, Matt, are we more like the early church or are we more like the Corinthian church? But the good news is, even though I think we've been a little bit more like the Corinthian church, not impacting our cities, Daniel had a vision of the last day's saints. That's you and me. That's all of us listening right now. He said, but those who know their God shall be strong, not weak, strong. They're not going to be under the influence of kryptonite, and they're going to what? They're going to do great exploits. So if you look at the early church, they were constantly having to convince people they weren't gods, superheroes. One city said, these are the people that have turned the world upside down. They've now come here. That's what's going to be said about the people listening to this this podcast and all the other believers who really get a hold of what God is saying right now. Okay, so John, this is an exciting message. You're talking about walking in the fullness yeah. of what Christ intended yeah. and paid the price for us to be able to walk in. So I want to kind of switch gears a little bit. And something that you shared in the book and your social media platforms that you've never wanted to quit more than when you were writing this book. More? What? Talk about more. Six times I got up and said, God, I don't want to write this book. 
So, yeah, I don't I can't remember one or two times I thought that. So, why do you think you came under such opposition? Why do you think you struggled with that so much? Because Matt, it was really causing me to address issues in my own life. And um you know, I had to start asking myself, am I being a true true representative of Jesus Christ? Wow. I had to ask myself, am I being pulled sometimes by wanting to be accepted, wanting to be loved, wanting to uh, make the people that I'm preaching to feel uplifted only rather than the more important issues, the eternal issues? And I actually was writing this book, and I'm going, God, who's going to want to read this? Because it was so strong and confronting me first because it was dealing with me. But then, Matt, when I got to the last, you know, every time I said, God, I want to quit writing this book, the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 no. And then finally, he said, son, if you don't write this, I'll give it to somebody else. He said, but this contains keys that's going to unlock the otherworldly, the heavenly power that needs to be released on the church for us to change the world. You know, the Corinthian church had the gifts of the Spirit. We're not talking about just having the gifts of the Spirit. Paul said, I came to you in the demonstration of spirit and power to the Corinthian church. We're talking about the power that really changes our world, changes our cities, changes our nations. This is what we need. Because, Matt, I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning, 4 o'clock, and you know why I couldn't go back to sleep? Because I kept thinking of the myriads of people that are going to come to Jesus on Judgment Day and say, we called you Lord. We did wonders in your name, not Muhammad's name, Jesus' name. He's going to look at him and say, depart from me. And these people are fully going to expect Jesus to say, enter into the kingdom of God. And they're going to hear him say, depart. I never knew you. See, hear Daniel's words. Those who know their God should be strong and do exploits. Jesus said, I never knew you. One Hebrew word is yada. The other Hebrew word is genisco. They're the exact reflection. It'd be like if I say, my name is John in English. Well, it's Juan in Spanish. Well, it's yada in Hebrew. It's genisco in Greek. That's the word Jesus uses. That's the word Daniel uses. We've got to get this ship turned. Okay, John, so you talk about, you unpack that this idolatry, it separates us from God's presence, it separates us from God's power, and you kind of opened it up a little bit, and so I kind of want to go a little deeper. You said God was exposing things inside of you. So as you approach 5010, and God is showing some of those things 50, inside... 5010, wait a minute, I got to get this one. Does that mean 60? Well, it's just a good way to kind of ease into well, it. Well, then let's just do it easier, 30... 30, 30 times two. <laughs> 30 to the second power. Yeah, yeah, that would actually be a big number. But anyway, go ahead. So what were some of those things that God was showing you that was separating you from his presence, that were separating you from his power? You know, it's it's. I guess what I was dealing with is my drawing back from what I, what I really, really knew I needed to share. And that's where I've made up my mind, God, I don't care if I'm popular or not popular. You know, one thing that the angel said, that John the Baptist would be great in the sight of God. I'd much rather be great in the sight of God, if I have to choose, than in the sight of people. I believe if you're great in the sight of God, you'll be great in the sight of people too. But, I mean, he was, John. But he didn't live for that. So as far as my what I'm, what I'm delivering right now to the body of Christ, it, it really put a real fire in me to be a faithful witness 
but it also, I had to address some things that I had to walk through. I mean, I really got raw and bare on how I got delivered from pornography. I got bound to pornography when I was 11 years old, Matt, and I describe in that book how deep in lust I became and how I got married and still had that issue. But on May the 6th, 1985, I got free. And I share this. I share this openly in this book. And I'm just really believing, Matt, a lot of people are going to get free as they read through this. That is so awesome, John. And so I've been with you for about 12 years, and I've watched these messages mature in you. As you've wrote the message, they've grown as you've preached them. And so I know that you've been going out on the road, and you've had the opportunity to kind of unpack some of these truths in churches, in conferences. Tell us about some of the things that you're seeing, the impact that they're having on churches and the impact that they're having on individuals. I was just in a huge conference uh, two weeks ago, and it was absolutely mind-blowing. It was Bethel's Open Heavens Conference. And I preached this message, and when I gave the call for people to respond, um, it was a strong call. It was about repenting of known sins. And Matt, half the people came forward. So I mean, this is a massive conference where people flew in from all over the world, but the Holy Spirit was so strong in that room, and the conviction was so strong. They came forward, and you should have seen the joy on their faces as they were being liberated. See, the, that's the thing. So many believers are bound, and they keep it secret. They keep it covered, when in reality, when we bring it to the light and we say, God, I'm going to repent, then it comes under the authority of the light. And we get that freedom that we were searching for. And so I think that's what was happening with those well over a thousand people that responded to that that altar call. So I if if the first couple places that I've gone, if that's any indication of what God is going to begin to do in people's lives through this message, see, I really believe this is his message, Matt. I don't believe it's my message. I believe my name's on this book because I was the first guy to get to read it. I believe this is God's message to us right now. I just happen to be the donkey he chose to ride on, okay? And and I'm not putting that above other important messages that people are carrying in the body of Christ because I value every one of our dear dear brothers and sisters that have called to bring messages through books or, or, or podcasts or preaching, however they're doing it. But I just know for me, this is one of the most important messages I've penned to date. And so that's why I'm hoping every one of our friends and partners and people who don't even know us get a hold of this book immediately. And then I'm hoping, Matt, that they're going to do groups. We've even come up with a starter kit. And I'm doing that because, Matt, I want to see people do groups. I want to see kryptonite out of the body of Christ. Kryptonite neutralized Superman's otherworldly powers. You know, he was from another world. We're from another world. He had supernatural power. We have supernatural power. He liberated the oppressed. We liberate the oppressed, right? I mean, I could go on. He he drew his strength from the sun. We draw our strength from the S-O-N, sun, right? But this kryptonite neutralized him, made him just like another man. And that's what Paul said to the Corinthian church finally. He said, you're no different than just an average, ordinary, worldly person that's never met Jesus. You just have the title. You just have the label. You just have the fact that you now are saying that I belong to Jesus, but you're not a witness. You're not making a difference in your community. And this is what we've got to see. We are ambassadors. This this life is a blimp. It's just a little bleep and we're done. That's what it is. It's a vapor. That's what James said. We got to make our vapor count, right? Because there's a lot of souls in the balance. So John, we're bumping up against the clock here. I want to ask you one final I've question. I've hijacked this. I'm so <laughs> no, sorry, Matt. We want to hear from you, John. That's why we're here. <laughs> and so I'm going to ask you one final question and I'm going to let you run with this. So yeah. John, your heart 
in what you want to see this do, this message that you're stewarding, that God has given you. What do you want to see this do for the body of Christ? What do you want to see this do um, for the individual? I know you've touched on it, but what's that true vision that you want, have behind this message? I want to see our churches start affecting the entire cities. And I don't mean by affecting the city by bringing people to their gathering on Sunday morning, even if they have you know 10 campuses. I'm talking about where a city turns to God. I'm talking about where a city now is flourishing in every way because, you know, during Solomon's time, do you know there was not one person on welfare? Do you know the Bible says every single family in all of Israel had their own home and their own garden? What would it be like if America really turns back to God? I'm going to tell you what it's going to be like. We're going to stop losing the billions of dollars we've been losing. We're going to be able to put that into helping other nations more effectively. We're going to build a stronger nation than ever before, but it's going to take all of us who are called by the name of Jesus to turn to God with all of our heart. What's it going to do for us individually? I know what it will do. I know what happened when kryptonite left my life, and I talk about it in this book, and I'm not going to try to even touch it on the minute that I have left, but I will tell you that it changed me. It made me into a person, not of just words, but a person of power. I can influence people through my comedy, through my knowledge, through my um, skillfulness, but is that going to change them for eternity? I'm interested, you know, I'm in prayer this morning, Matt, and I'm praying, I'm saying, God, I, I, I just don't want to leave messages in places. I want people's lives forever changed every time I open my mouth to preach your gospel, whether it's one-on-one or whether I'm speaking to 5,000 people. I want their lives changed. That is so good, John. What a charge for all of us. I want to encourage all of you to go to killingkryptonite.com. You can pick up the book. You can also pick up the starter kit that John uh, lightly touched on. And, and I just want to say this. It's one thing to read a book, but it's another thing when you have are put in a position to be able to teach it. It kind of sinks down a little bit deeper when you have to share it with others. So I would challenge each one of you to really consider about starting a small group and leading others into this truth about being set free from bondage and walking in the fullness of what Christ intended for your life. John, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Matt. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. For more information on John's new book and study, please visit killingkryptonite.com. Until next time.